What's up? How's everybody doing? It's the 11 o'clock service. Y'all are supposed to be like not asleep. The 915 was way better. Y'all, what's up? How's everybody doing? Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're gonna get a little bit Pentecostal, so I'm gonna ask y'all to do some, uh, some a little bit of feedback. But uh, so today we're starting a new series, and I'm really excited to introduce it to you. Before I say anything, though, everybody needs to come tonight to our night of worship. It is gonna be unstinking believable. Y'all remember Shannon? She's feeling terrible uh, this morning, but she's gonna feel awesome by five o'clock today, and it is gonna be the best thing ever. If you hadn't got your CD already, if you weren't here last week. Make sure you get that on the way out and begin to learn the songs before tonight because it is going to be stinking awesome. And we got a surprise at the end that y'all don't want to miss. So that's it for that. Y'all make sure you don't miss it. So how many of y'all, how many of y'all get frustrated by fake, right? Get frustrated. Just, just show of hands. How many, how many people does, it, does fake bother you? I'm glad that I am not the only one. Fake bothers me. Fake bothers me with people. Um, and I don't mean like, we have to fight through it sometimes because we're not feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes we do that. But I'm talking about like the dude that walks in and he is as pale white as you can be. And, he, and, and he's acting like something that he's not. Or a dude like me, also pale white. But I got on skinny jeans right now. Y'all with me so far? And, and like, so they're so tight that I can't even really like get a cuff up because I can't roll my pants up. And I'm clearly not built. For that, like, we, we have a saying in our house, some things aren't for some people. When you drive down the road and you're, like, doing like this, but it's not a good thing, that's what that means. Some things aren't for some people. And hopefully that's not me. I try not to, like, these are a little bit baggy now because I'm trying to lose some LBs. But, I, like, that, that, that's, I'm still not going to wear skinny jeans because I'm big-hipped and let's just call it what it is. I got a big old booty and I got some big old legs, right? So I'm not, I don't need to wear skinny jeans. And some people need to look at those people and say, what are you doing? That's not you. It's fake. That's not really who you are. You just want to go up to him and say, come on, man. Like, why are you doing that? Why are you saying that? Why are you being that? And, and so, like, we can get over that stuff a little bit, but when they're always fake when you're around, a person, like, they bother us, right? It's always a frustration when that person is fake that we're around. Can I be honest with y'all? The truth of the matter is, that's a lot of us a lot of the time when it comes to our spirituality. Anybody in here that would claim to be a Christian, we probably fall into that category at some point in time or another because we really want people to think that we're good when we're not. And so when it comes to fake and real, I decided to bring my two Louis Vuitton purses up on the stage this morning to show y'all an example. Like, no one laughed at that. Why do y'all think that I have Louis Vuitton purses on the stage? These are Shannon's. And... I didn't even know how to pronounce Louis Vuitton until she talked me through it this week when we were going through this message. And so she said, she had an awesome idea and said, let's use purses because I really know the real and fake Louis Vuitton. And so she's had to show me when she walked in. She said, now, do you remember which one it is? Because they both say LB and they both have the little flower dude on them. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. We can figure it out. But honestly, I kind of like this one better because it matches my color. Like it goes with the color, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that'd be good because this one kind of clashes. But. But honestly, if I saw y'all walking down the road, ladies, I don't know how you're supposed to wear it, so let's just go with it. And, and y'all were walking like this, and you had both purses on, and it was great, right? And, and so if I saw you walking down, and I could clearly see the LV and the LV, I never would look at you and go, ooh, I bet that's fake. <laughs> or, I bet that's real, she rich. 
I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I just would think it's the LV, whatever that is. But y'all know, all of y'all that know Louis Vuitton and y'all have ever priced it, you're like, this guy ain't getting that. For my wife, that ain't ever going to happen. Like, she can get this one. Because this is the one that's not real. But just off looks, people could think it's real. Y'all ever been to Manhattan and walked around outside of Times Square and all those cats come out to you and they open their coat up and they've got all the Rolex watches, right? Some of y'all have done that. I wore one for a while because I was like, it really looks like it's rolling, Leah, look. And then after a while, it just tick. And then after a while, it doesn't tick at all anymore. But like, I had it, I had it for a while and I was like, it looks real. And then we got some fake tag watches when I went to Beijing for three weeks. I was like, no, this tag watch is even heavy. It says tag hewer, it looks real, like this is the real thing, right? It looks real. You take it into a place that sells tags and they're like, bro, what's this garbage that you've got? I mean, I thought that was the real, nah, nah. That's not the real thing, bro. What are you bringing that junk in here for? But, but y'all would have sworn as heavy as it was that it was the real thing because we can fake it. We can fake it. Like, like if you had 10 people and most of them were rich in, in a circle, and everybody had the big rock song because you got to impress each other with how big of a diamond that you give your girlfriend that becomes your fiance that becomes your wife. And one had cubic zirconium. Only a person that really knows diamonds would know the difference. And so we would see that girl that has the cubic zirconium on and we would say, oh, she's rich. And she paid $5 for that thing in a gumball machine. Right? She, she's not rich, but she can fool us. She can fake us. And the truth of the matter is, it is easy Let's just be real. It is easy to fake some people, isn't it? Like, with the, li with the life that we live, with the way that we walk, with the things that we do, I can make y'all believe right now that I've had the best week ever and I haven't struggled at all right now. I could fake pretty much everybody out, most likely, into believing whatever I wanted people to believe because that's what we do. We live a life of masks. We come in. We play masquerades in one place that we're at work, we're one thing. And when we get home, we're another thing because we have to put our daddy mask on or our husband mask on or our mommy mask or whatever that mask is for you, daughter mask. We have to do what the situation holds and we can't be us. We can't be real. And we have, listen, I'm talking about human beings, not necessarily a church or you in your home, but we have decided that that's how you should live. We all admitted before we started that we don't like fake, so why do we do that? See, see, because what it does is it, is it creates a system that I've got to be certain things in certain places. And I'm not saying that when I walk in a funeral that I should, that I should be disrespectful and be loud and obnoxious. Or, or even wear shorts that are holy and, and, and like a t-shirt that's tattered. I'm not saying that we don't do certain things when the situation calls for it. I'm saying the way that I act changes based on who I'm around and I'm not real. And so I am criticizing the thing that I say that I don't like. Didn't y'all feel that way? Didn't y'all feel like that's a real big frustration in life is, is that I really want to be a certain thing. I really want to do a certain thing. I really want to live a certain way. But the truth of the matter is I don't know how to do that. I feel kind of like, like I'm pushed down, almost oppressed in the way that I live my life because I've been taught this system of fake. Listen, you cannot know the real thing. You cannot know what something is that is real until you really know what it's like to be real. You cannot know the real thing until you know it, until you get it, until you've experienced it. Like this person, I can't know which one's real until I study and realize that this is the real one. And when you smell it and you feel it and you have the weight, but guys, from a distance, I can fake it out. But the way to be real is to begin to know the real thing.
And that's the difference. There's so many of us in our lives, so many of us in our lives, we've claimed with our mouths that we're Christians, and if you hadn't stayed with me just one second, we've claimed with our mouths that we're Christians, and the truth of the matter is we, we, we are just like that, that teal-colored purse that we look the real thing, don't we? We feel the real thing, but in our mouths, if we could talk and say out loud and we could be just totally honest and transparent with everybody, what we would say is, I wish I could do better. I want to live a life that is not like that green purse. I want to be the real thing, the real Louis Vuitton. I want to, I want to be the real diamond. I want to be the real piece of money that's not the counterfeit, that is recognizable when people see me. They see Jesus, but, but the truth is they see whatever I want them to see because I'm I'm a chameleon and I just go through life and I do whatever I need to do to fit into the situation. But at church, by goodness, I'm, I'm the real thing. And I'm frustrated. And that's the whole point of this sermon series is breaking bad is not breaking toward the bad like the TV show, but it's breaking away, breaking from the bad, breaking from the frustrations in life. And if you felt that way, it's interesting because there was a guy named John who was a disciple. He was called the beloved disciple. He was the youngest of the 12 disciples with Jesus. And he wrote the Gospel of John. And then he wrote letters called epistles, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And then he wrote Revelation, which is a vision, which is kind of standalone and totally on itself. But these three letters that he wrote, we're going to look at the first one for the next couple weeks. And we're going to look at what it means and why it means that. And this is what I really think he was trying to tell us. There's a way that's right. And it's light, walking in light. And then there's a way that, that we're taught to do, and that's walking in darkness. And throughout this letter, what John does is he gives us comparing and contrasting what things look like to build attention so that when the reader reads it, it's like a spiraling book instead of one continuous beeline of a thought. But throughout that thought, what John is telling us is light, darkness, truth, lies, death, life. And so he wants us to compare and contrast us, and that's what we have to do. So today, the whole goal I want you to think to yourself is real or fake, light and darkness. Am I real? Or am I fake? And so today, the first part of Breaking Bad, the first part of Breaking Bad, if you have your, your worship guides, I want you to get them out right now. If you don't, if you got an iPad, iPod, iSomething, touch, phone, whatever, take this note because it's simple. And I think it can change. I think it can help us. But this is the whole thing. You've got to answer this one question. You've got to wait, break this one question. To break the darkness, I've got to answer this one question. Am I... Am I real? That's the only thing that we've got to do. Am I real? We have to be real. We have to be real. Now, I want to explain to you what I mean by be real. Okay? I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about be hardcore. I'm real, son. Right? I'm talking about this honestly, being real, being the purse that's the real thing, is when you look yourself in the mirror, when you look yourself in the mirror, and you say, Mark, you did awesome today. Or Mark, you struggled today. Or Mark, just honesty. I'm, I'm talking about when you are by yourself and you're not trying to put on that mask for somebody else. Can you be real with yourself? Because I'm not even, we have to start there, right? We have to start with the fact that, that it's me and it's God. And I don't have to put on a show anymore. I have to be real. And guys, I'm being honest. Of the people that I talk to that are struggling every single week, it seems like, this is the thing that I think we should all start with. Like, you're not honest with yourself. Why, why can't we just look ourselves in the mirror and say, no, this is really what the struggle is.
But what we want to do is we want to make the preacher think that we're good. Listen, never tell me that because I'm not going to believe you. Why? Because I know me. I know that I stink at life a lot of times. I know that I really want to be a great husband and a lot of times I poop, right? I drop the ball on every part of my life all the time. So I don't have to go to God and say, dude, I'm doing a great job. He knows. Why can't we be honest? Why do we even have to put a mask on with God? And if y'all don't feel that way, that's amazing. But I do it. Why? Because I so want to be accepted and I so want to be loved and I so want to earn stuff because I want people to, I want to fit in. We will never be greatly used by God like we should if we're not real. And so the one point I want to give you today is be real. And in order to be real, you have to first know the real thing. In order to be real, we have to first know the real thing. And that's the struggle. That's the tension. And so in this book that we're going to look at, 1 John, there's a, a first four verses. It's kind of like an introduction that John, that John wrote to us or actually to a certain group. But it, it's a great it's a great thing for us to look at today. And in the first four verses, this is what John's saying is, is the goal of what I'm about to tell you is that you can know God and have a real, real, real authentic life with him. To have an authentic life. And this is the whole thing, and I, I want y'all to get this, that you can have joy in your life. But if you don't know Jesus, you cannot have joy. If you do not have a relationship with the Father through Jesus, you cannot have joy. And I believe this is what he's saying. And this is how I want you to do it. And so verse 5 is where I want us to start this morning. Because of what we just heard, because of this introduction, this is what I want you to know. This is the message we have heard from him, from God. And proclaim to you that God is light. Now I want you to watch this because we're fixing to get a, um, fixing to get a compare and contrast. That God is light and in him there's no darkness. And so right away, he immediately shoots in verse 5, very beginning of this book. He says, he says look, God is light. And there cannot be darkness. None. There can be no darkness. In him there's no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, what does that mean? What does it mean to walk in darkness? It means that we do not have fellowship with God and therefore our lives are fake. It means that we say that we know God, but the truth of the matter is we're not the real thing. That, that we're the people that we say we frustrate. Dude, I don't like fake things. Well, well, then why do I say I walk in darkness when the truth is I fellowship in the... In, or why do I say I walk in the light when I fellowship in darkness? Like, that is me, right? That's what frustrates me about me is I know the right answers. But, but how can I break the bad? We lie. Here's another one of those comparing and contrasting. And do not practice the truth. Wouldn't it be better if it just said, if we have fellowship with him, we're in the light? Like, it frustrates me a little bit that, that John said that he had to compare and contrast this because I just want it to be easy. But I appreciate what John said because if John would have said, if we're in the light, then we have fellowship with God and we're in the truth, it's great. But it's not what he said. And there's a reason that that's not what he said. The reason he didn't say that is because he wants us to understand that the truth is so many people. It had to be in that day as well. You're not the first person that's felt this way. I'm not the first person that's felt this way. People 2,000 years ago felt this way. That we want to be in the light, that we say here that we'll raise our hand, that we, we desire to be in the light, and then we walk out, and in certain circles, we're completely and totally in the dark. This is what he's saying in those circles. You cannot have any part of the light if you, if you hang out with the darkness, if you hang out in that council. And that's difficult. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. 
and the blood of Jesus. And here's the good news. Here's what that tension builds. It says, in the blood of Jesus, His Son cleanses us from all sin. And I think the first part about being real is this right here. Do we really believe that all of our sins, because I'm asking you to be real, and at the point that you're real, what you have to say is, man, I know everything that I've done. Any of the things that I've done in my past that has displeased God's law, that, is, that has broken the law, not of man alone, but certainly that's part of it, but, but God's law, anything that is not holy is a sin. My thought life this morning, my mouth this morning, so far today, I can tell you for sure that I have sinned a couple of things and probably not just once. And so my life is not perfect. It is not even perfect for minutes. I'm sinful. I'm sinful because of the way that I was born into this human nature, and I'm sinful because I'm a man, and I'm just going to sin. I'm going to choose to sin. And it's difficult because I don't want that. Do I really believe that God's blood can save me from all those things? That he can cleanse me? That he can look down on me and say, you know what, Mark? You're free. I don't hold those against you. Pastor Mark, if you knew what I did, man, like it's cool that you said your thought life was bad and you struggled this week, but man, if you really knew what I did, man, I killed somebody. I don't know that we, I've ever been in front of someone that's killed somebody. I don't know that, but if you did do that, Obviously, that's wrong, and you have to pay for your punishment, humanly speaking. But I believe what God says is he cleanses you from that, and he does not hold that sin against you, that you can have freedom. No matter what we do, what's the worst thing y'all can think of? Well, that's, there's freedom in that, in anything. But, like, I believe part of the tension is that you have to believe that. In order to have light, you've got to know the real thing. Like, you've got to get to know Jesus. He's the real thing. You've got to get to know that. In order to have him in me... I've got to know him. I so many times, and I hope y'all don't feel this way, but I feel like a lot of you probably do. So many times I want to show Jesus without knowing Jesus. And that is the tension, that's the struggle. I want people to know him. I want people to see him. I want to make a difference, but I don't necessarily want to know the real thing. I just want them to know about him, and I want to do my own thing. Well, that, that, that cannot be. That's the tension, right? That's where the light and darkness, that's where the truth and lie, I'm living a lie. The truth is I want people to know. The lie is I don't want to go through what it takes to get there with letting him have all of me. I want to have all of me, let him know some of me, and flow through all of me. Well, that, it cannot be all or that. It, it has to be all or nothing, and that's, that's what's so frustrating. Salvation is not part. Salvation is not three quarters. Salvation is not nine-tenths or 99%. It is all of Mark. Surrendering to him, well, that, that sucks sometimes because I want to be the boss. And that's where the tension happens. That's where I get into lying because I'm like, God, man, I, I really want to do good, man. I want to break the bad. I've, I've told you I've done these things wrong, but like, what's the deal? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves in the truth. It's not in us. And so at the moment that I start looking, saying, you know what? Uh, I'm okay. I think today I'm okay. Can I be honest? You're never okay. Like the minute that we think we've got something licked that we struggle with is the minute that Satan's got us right where he wants us. Because uh, it's never going to be that way. There's certain areas in your personal life that I don't know about, but if you're real, you'll always struggle.
It may be gossip for you different than me. It may be your thought life. It may be an addiction. It may be something, but it is something. I promise you. And, and so to the person that would look at me in the face and say, you know what, Pastor Mark, it's awesome. Praise God, I don't struggle. I can't help you. Like, like my hands aren't washed, and I will continue to do everything that I can to help us walk in the light. But you have chosen to be deceived, and the light and the truth is not in you because you do struggle. Whether you want to hear that or not, I know that's not a pastor's talk. But the truth is we do struggle. And so all that we can do is lock arms together and say, I want to be in the light. And today and then tomorrow and then the next day and then the next day and then the next day, give the Lord all of my life and say, God, today I need you. It's not salvation. It's not salvation. That happens one time when I give my heart to him and say, Jesus, I know what I've done, but I want you to have control of my life. No, this is an everyday walk thing. This breaking bad thing, it, it's, not, it's not good today and then roll over minutes happen for the rest of my life. I wish it was. If I had that potion, y'all, I would spray it on everybody and we'd change the world quick. This is hard. Walking as a follower of Jesus is not easy. I wish it was. But it is freedom. And that's why we want it so bad. That's why we want it. So I want to take you to John, who's the author, to his, his book in the Gospels. And in John chapter 1, he gives us an introduction. And I find it so interesting because I think this gives us the key to the light. Like it's the switch. It's the click. It's how we can have free. It's how we can be real. This is it. This is, this is what John says. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Jesus. He's talking about the word and he's talking about God. And so the introduction to this book is giving us from the beginning, but it's not like the birth of Jesus or it's not the, the creation of the world. He's saying God was the beginning. And Jesus always has been. All things were made through him. The creation happened because of him. And without him, nothing, excuse me, without him was not anything made that was made. In him was, the, was life. Through him, in him was life. And the life was the light of, of, of men, of all men came life through him. The light that shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And so he's the light. He's the switch. He's the key. He is the light. And the light gives life, <laughs> breathes it into you. Can you see that? Gives me life to all men. But at the point that I think I've turned the switch on, now I'm just going to step away. It's like removing the batteries from a flashlight and then looking going, what's wrong? He's the batteries. He's the power agent. Just because my batteries work today don't mean my batteries work tomorrow. I've got to have him every day. Because here's the deal. As it continues and, and, and it just it kind of talks about the light in that first uh, chapter. And I'd love for y'all to go read that and kind of get some background, some text of why John's writing what he's writing. But then he says, but to all who died, or excuse me, but to all who did receive him. But to all of you guys and to me who really received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, and then verse 14 says that he, the word, became flesh and he lived among us and lived a sinless life and died for our sins so that we could be given the right to be called children of God. And so I just, I brought this little flashlight up to kind of show y'all what I think it looks like. Um, how many of y'all, how many of y'all have, um, like you grew up playing in the woods, like you weren't a video game person all the time. You, you walked outside, you played in the woods. Like I, I kind of feel bad for this generation of youngins 
because we have so spoiled. And listen, if, if you hear me say something bad about your kid, I'm talking about Lainey. <laughs> because Lainey is upset if she doesn't have her iPad do many thing that we got her. And I just sometimes I look at her and say, go outside. Like, what are you doing, right? That's all my cousin and I used to do, man. We, we were neighbors growing up, and like his twin brother, he did it some. But we would go literally from sunup to sundown, and we played. And our rule was we had to be in by dark. And we knew those woods, man. We had acres and acres and acres we could go play in. And I loved it. I, we built forts, and we did crazy stuff. We picked up snakes. Like stuff we did then, you get arrested for now. And I'm talking about the parents now because they were like, oh, they didn't have safety harnesses on or something. We just threw ropes over the tree and were Tarzan. Right? I mean, just what you do, right? I don't know. If y'all didn't do that, you should try it today. Just don't say I told you. But, but like, we would walk all the time. And we knew getting home, they'd have to check us for ticks before we went to bed and everything. If y'all have never had that done, you've never lived. But, but like, we would, we, would, we would know the time to come back. And we could hear a whistle. Time to come back, but sometimes we were too far away. And we were like, oh, snap, we need to go. And now we knew those woods good. That was our home. But when all the lights go out, like when it's completely dark, and I want y'all to see what it looks like kind of to be completely dark. Because even though y'all know where you're at in here, if the screens went off totally and all the lights in the back, there would be a little bit of panic set in. But, like, there's still light on our on our pedal boards, and there's still lights on the computer screen and still lights over there, but it's still kind of hard to see, but if all the lights in here were off, like, it gets kind of scary. And so Matt and I would walk home, and uh, we knew those woods, man, but all of a sudden you lose, where's that tree, right? And you're feeling, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just using this, you were feeling, but I couldn't see my hand. Y'all know that feeling, don't you? I couldn't even see my hand in front of my face, and so you're scared to death. You're scared to death because in those woods, man, and we'd hear them sometimes, there's, there's, there's little bobcats, there's little mountain lions, and they probably only weigh 30 or 40 pounds, but when you only weigh 100, maybe less than that, that's trouble. And then there were other things, and we didn't know what could be out there, man. We didn't know if we were going to step on a snake in the dark. We didn't know if there was animals. But, and you're a little kid, so you're scared of everything. But the biggest thing, man, is I'm just in the darkness. I'm just in the darkness, man, and I don't like it. Like, I love these woods, man. It's my favorite thing in the world, but I can't even see. I'm so scared right now. Like, what do I do? If we would have had this little bitty flashlight, do y'all know how much that would have changed the game? Like, I, don't, I didn't need a, a million candle flashlight. Just this little tiny flashlight would have changed everything. Uh, because if I'm in darkness, if I'm in darkness... It is really scary when I realize that I'm in the darkness. At the point that I don't realize that I'm just hanging out with it, but at the point that a little light goes off, I'm like, oh my goodness, look what I've been in. And this is the greatest news of all is the darkness cannot overcome the light. That if your life looks like this, we can change the world because everyone will see that this is the real thing. That when people get around you and it's darkness everywhere because of sin and filth, and things that we accept and associate with because it's just okay to do that, right? And I'm not talking about a specific thing. Don't, and I'm not being legalistic. I'm talking about our hearts being pulled away from what God wants us to do. And at the moment that we're okay with that, it's not a good thing. But at the moment that we say, you know what, I want this in my life, then I've got, I've got a great deal of hope. Thank you, Lane. This is what the end, this is what the end of, this week's verses say is verse 9 of, of 
1 John chapter 1. It says if we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, that word confess is very interesting. It's not necessarily just to say, yes, I did something wrong, because we'll do that, right? When we get caught, we'll say, yes, I did something wrong. But it's to, it's to readily admit without prodding or pushing, readily admit, this is the original language, to readily admit of the guilt I have been accused of. I, but this is in layman's term. I am fully guilty of everything that has been said about me. You know who the accuser is? The word Satan literally translates accuser. This is what I'm saying here. If we confess everything that Satan has said that I've done wrong, like this, I'm guilty. I admit it. All of those things, that's me. See, you got to know the real thing to, to want that, right? We, we, we can't fake this one. No longer can you fake truly confessing because it's not just saying my bad. It's saying, no, I'm guilty of all of that stuff and probably then some because he probably doesn't even know everything I've done. There's no way he knows all of my thoughts. To be that, I've got to be real. And it's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard. To look and say, dude, that's me. God, you know what? I'm guilty, man. I deserve death. I deserve separation. I have darkness. My heart is dark and cold and stone. This is the great news. He's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us of unrighteousness. And this is what that means. God, I'm guilty. Look what I've done. I committed adultery six times. Can you believe that? God, there's no way you can love me. What adultery? What, what affair? I don't even see it anymore. You're forgiven. Is there going to be consequences on the sin on this earth? Of course. If we commit a crime, we will pay the penalty for that. But as far as God looks at us, at the moment that we say, I am guilty as charged, probably more so, I deserve death. Forgive me. I don't even remember what you're talking about. I gave you the right to become my daughter. I gave you the right to become my son. I want a relationship with you. I want, to, I want us to change the world together. But guys, this is the deal. This is the deal. In order for me to have this part of my life and then this become a reality in my life, in order for my life to look like light and the switch go off, the battery has to be in, that means I have to have an everyday relationship with God. That I have to let the Holy Spirit come in my life and fill me every single day. That salvation had to come to my house at some point and then every day I let Him charge me. Because guys, this is the truth. This is me being real right now to y'all. The truth is, 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 is that we look at people that go, that go to these, these places to get rehab and we're like, man, that sucks for them. No, we all need rehab. Like this is what this is, right? This is rehab. And if you don't get that, this is probably not going to be a good church for you. Because I'm admitting to y'all right now, I'm not an alcoholic and I don't, Lord willing, I never will be. That's not a temptation. But there are so many things in my life that I need rehab for. Why? Because I'm guilty. And I desperately need my batteries charged by Jesus. And I need him to forgive me because if he doesn't, I have no hope. I deserve death. He is the life giver. He's the one that turns the bulb on. If not for that, I am hopeless. And if that's not really how we feel, then we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And therefore, this is what it means. We walk in the counsel of the ungodly. 
We are lost. We do not have the light go off in our life. The light is there to help us. Psalm 119, 105, it says, your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. It's the life giver. It doesn't mean that I'm going to know all the answers. It means that I might know the next two steps, and that's awesome. When you're in the woods and you can't see anything, that's awesome. Guys, I'm telling you, in order to be able to honestly tell the difference, first I've got to know the real thing. I can't recognize if something's real or not if I don't know it. And Louis Vuitton is not something that I know. It's Jesus. That's the question I have to ask. Am I the same? Am I the same with a purse that I am with the Lord? I can recognize that. I can see the LV. I can know that it's Louis Vuitton, but I don't really know it. Was that you? Is that you? Is that the way you are with God? You can know it. You can hear it. You can even fellowship around it. But the only way to be the light is to let him be the light in me. Put the batteries in and say, that's me. You have to know the real thing in order to be real. Or you're faking through it. And you're what we said at the beginning. We criticized that we don't, we don't really care to be around. Guys, this is the deal. With all my heart, I believe we can change this community and change the world. But it cannot happen unless that is what he is in us. This whole thing, we are four points. I'd love for y'all to get a shirt. We're excited about this slogan because we believe this about all of us. But if our life is not this, then it's just a nice slogan. This is about being a team united in Jesus Christ, not a really cool church with awesome worship. It's not what it is. At the point that your life, the switch is turned on, and every day your life is about Jesus, we can change the world. This is the question. This is the closing. I want you to bow your heads, and I want you to answer this question. Do you know Jesus? Like if I ask you right now, and I'm asking you to be real. How ironic. I'm asking you all to be real. And I want you to answer this question. Do you know for sure that you've given your heart and life to Jesus Christ and this is what it means? God, I'm guilty of what's being accused of me and I'm asking you to save me from me and all that is me, to melt my heart, my soul that is hard and cold and give me new life. Guys, I believe if you want to do that, it's not about a magic prayer, it's about giving your heart to Jesus Christ if you want to do that right now but I believe he'll save you right where you are and then for every other person in the room we want to give you an opportunity to just say Pastor Mark I want to see Jesus move like we've never seen before I want to be a part of that movement so guys what about you no matter what background you come from if you're churched or unchurched how many of you can honestly say that I know Jesus I know for sure that Jesus is my Savior and my Lord just being real, man. Just being real. How many of y'all can say, man, there's no doubt in my mind, Pastor Mark, that Jesus is my Lord? Guys, if you can't say that, I want to give you an opportunity right here, right now. Don't worry about anybody else, man. Don't worry about anybody else. This is for you. This is your opportunity. On the count of three, I just want you to say, Pastor Mark, right now, I want to be saved. I, I want freedom. I want the light to turn on. I, I want to be real, man. I want to be real. On the count of three, all around the room, this is your chance, guys. I want you to be honest. Pastor Mark, I want that for my life. I want that for my life. I just want you to slip your hand up as high as you can right now and say, that's me. I want that on the count of three. One, come on, guys, you can do this. Be real. Two, three. Anybody in the room, raise your hands. Raise your hands right now. That's me. I want Jesus to change my life, to be my Savior. Hey, how about for every single person in the room right now, every single person in the room, you say, Pastor Mark, just being honest, man, 
I know Jesus, man, but I'm struggling to be real. I'm struggling to be real. I walk in places that I shouldn't walk, and I think things I shouldn't think, and I do things I shouldn't do, and I want change. Guys, the only way that'll happen is if you ask God to forgive you and to change you and walk in light, and He is the only way. Being in the Word every day doesn't make your life easy, but it sure does give you the next two steps. If that's you, I just want you to slip it up and down. You don't have to keep it up long. Thank you. Thank you. Hands all over the room. Hands all over the room. Will you stand with me and pray? God, I believe you want to change the world and I believe you want to use our church. Right now, God, we're going to celebrate what you're about to do through baptism. We're really excited about that. We're going to worship you. But God, the only way that you'll change the world is if when we raised our hands just now, we mean it and we allow you to be the changing agent in our heart. Be the batteries, God, that fill us. Don't let us think good enough of ourselves without batteries we are nothing. Oh God, it's got to be you or it's nothing. We love you, Jesus. Help us know the real thing and be real. Amen.